It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Early gains fizzled, Treasury yields, the dollar extended declines after Federal Reserve officials signaled a slower pace of interest rate increases. The 10-year yield 1.57%, gold up 870 the ounce to 1296, a gain of seven tenths of one percent. Oil extending its declines down 2.1 percent, 47.46 a barrel. Equities lower, S&P 500 index down three to end this Fed Wednesday session at 2,071, a drop of two tenths of one percent. The Dow also down two tenths of one percent, down 34 points. Nasdaq down eight, also a drop of two tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock, the Fed in Focus on Bloomberg Radio. The Federal Reserve holding its benchmark lending rate steady today. Here to tell us more is Jim Bianco. He is the president of Bianco Research. He joins us from Chicago. Jim, always a pleasure. I was reading a note from Ward McCarthy of Jeffries, and he used words such as confused, conflicted, and policy that is adrift. Is that your impression? Yes, it actually is. I do think that the Fed is at least giving the appearance of confused, conflicted, and adrift. And the reason I think that is is that the Fed may not be telling us the real reason that they want to raise rates, which I do think is a belief that this whole QE experiment either never worked or has run its natural course and has become ineffective. You could pick either one. And they want to get back to normalizing interest rates. The thing that's holding them back is the market is fighting them with this. If you look at things like on your Bloomberg, the WIRP Go function, which is the probability that the Fed is going to raise rates as measured by the market, we're already out to the fall of 2017 for the next rate hike. The Fed still thinks that there might be two more this year. And when there's that difference, It seems time and again the Fed caves to the market, and that's why they look confused, conflicted, and adrift, because they're not really saying, we want to just normalize, we don't think it works, we want to do it when the market's ready, and since the market's not ready, we're not going to do it. Janet Yellen can't say that, and because she can't say that, confusion reigns. Hmm. I often, Jim, wish that they would just say it, because I think that's what a lot of people are assuming anyway. Uh, I think another very key thing, though, is they seem, from December... When they're, oh, boy, we're going to do four rate hikes, things are picking up, you know, boom, March, just two. Now, today, there's still a forecast, the median forecast for two interest rate increases in 2016. But whereas only one of the Fed officials was saying, hey, there's only be one interest rate increase when they did their last uh, forecast, their last economic projections, 
Now there's six out of 17. What, in your view, is it the weak job support? Is it a sense that, you know, they're, that the economy just isn't, it just isn't firing up its engine as it should be by mid-year to be on track for more rate hikes? Yeah, I think, you know, it is the latter. It really isn't quite got the traction. The Fed puts out their statement in April. The first sentence of their statement said that economic growth was slowing, but the jobs employment situation looked good. That was April. Today they said the jobs employment situation is slowing, but economic growth looks good. So they completely flip-flopped those two. But the result was the same both ways. It was one of those was slowing in April, so we don't raise rates. One of those is slowing in June, so we don't raise rates. And that's where I think the market comes in. The market is saying, oh, you know what, I get this, that unless everything is lined up perfect, they're not going to raise rates. And since nothing is lined up perfect, and we don't think it will be lined up perfect, that's why the market has less than a 40% chance that the Fed will raise rates through December, and you got to go out over a year to find the next time the market thinks they're going to raise rates, even though, like you said, the Fed thinks there's going to be two more rate hikes. That's what needs to be squared in the next several months between what the market thinks and what the Fed thinks. And it comes back to that data. It just never quite lines up. But if the Fed's going to wait for perfect data, then they're going to be like they've been all year. They're not going to raise rates. Jim Bianco, you've got more than 400 institutional clients around the world. They include central banks, public and private pension plans, as well as institutional money managers and hedge funds. They can't operate in a world of confusion, conflicted advice, and policy that is adrift. What are you recommending that they do with their money? <laughs> That's a good question because they're so – when you talk about confusion and policy drift, I mean, we haven't even, you know, broached the word Brexit, which is like the Fed on steroids as far as confusion goes. Um, right now, I think a defensive posture is, is warranted. That means that interest rates, especially sovereign bonds, longer-term sovereign bonds, have been an ideal place to be all year. The 30-year Treasury in the United States is up 14% this year, where the S&P is up less than 2 Gold is up 21% this year, where the S&P is up less than 2 So those defensive types of plays, where you would be in bonds, you'd be in gold, have been big winners in this period of uncertainty. And with unsuredness about the Fed and with Brexit and with the election and with Donald Trump, I think that all of those will continue to play out throughout the bulk of the year as well, too. I don't think this is a time to be looking for growth. I don't think this is a time to be looking to take on risk, to use Wall Street's phrase. I think that those cycles have have largely left us, and that's reflected, too, in the very poor earnings numbers. Um, The S&P 500 numbers have been growing at a negative pace now for about five or six quarters and look like they're at least going to continue to do that until the fall, if not longer. Jim Bianco, if you look at uh, the U.S. bond market, you've got negative rates. You've got German Bund is negative. You've got the 10-year note on the uh, Treasury note down to 1.57. How much more can this rally go? I mean, unless we really are heading into a recession, unless the economy is really downshifting, does this level of long-term note and bond yields make sense? Um, if you're asking worldwide based on fundamentals, as we used to understand them, the answer is no, it doesn't make sense. If you're asking why are they so low, and if you throw in that there is a buyer with a printing press, being the central banks around the world, buying these bonds, forcing them to levels that we thought were impossible to understand, that's why we're going there. 
Um, Switzerland has got the most negative rates in the world. They've gone to almost negative 2% in some of their cases. There's still room to go on that negative loan as long as you've got a buyer with printing presses, being the ECB, the Bank of Japan, not the Fed yet, but at least those two, the second and third largest central banks buying can continue to do it. Yes, bonds can continue to rally and make you capital gains. Jim Bianco, president and founder of Bianco Research. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Taking Stock, a special Federal Reserve edition brought to you by National Realty, providers of 100% satisfaction guaranteed New York City real estate investments. See them at nria.net. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.